Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Y'all ready to be history? It's started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Rode Microphones. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robbo Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars. George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters. Voiceover talent and home studio guy. Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Don't forget, you can find us on Patreon if you want to help us out with a bit of cash. What's the address, Robert? The address is patreon.com slash proaudiosuite. Lovely. Um, this episode, we're just going to do a quick uh, review on a couple of Austrian audio bits and pieces of gear that arrived on my doorstep the other day. Uh, I know, if, George, have you still got your Hi-X 55s out of interest? I do, I do. Excellent. Well, I grabbed a pair of the Hi-X 65s, which are the open back version. And, are they um, totally open, like very much, or are they like semi-open? Well, they, they say open back, so I yeah. I wouldn't know, but it, I don't know. I've got them on now, so I don't know whether there's much bleed. Mm-hmm. You what was your immediate than... first impression, like right out of the box? No breaking in, nothing. Just what did what did you think? Well, it was interesting because I plugged them in and I noticed immediately the difference in sound between the 55s and 65s. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know whether I'd seen too many reviews of these and <laughs> that sort of was uh, clouding my... Uh, yeah, it could have done. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I was just going from one to the other and I could hear there was a big difference. I mean, the the close back, and I, and I think it's because, and you'd know technically if I'm right or, or just clutching at straws here, but I think it's because the close back can tend to be a bit boxy and so you get that sort of more midi kind of build up, mm, uh, okay. where the open open backs don't do that, and I can hear the differences. Now, whether the mids are actually the same, but because there's more top end in the 65s, um, I don't know, but it's certainly much cleaner in the top end, like really mm. super clean. Oh. Um, yeah, to me, I, I actually, I really like these. I think they're, um, if, I, if I could only have one pair, I would probably go the 65s. That, that's uh, curious to me. I mean, based on just, you know, describing the differences, I'm already liking them more. Because I that, that think that was the one thing I wasn't that happy with was, to me, the mid-range had, there was some kind of a resonance almost. There was something that made it stick out um, yeah. that was too present for my ears and was too different from what I was accustomed to. And if the 65s have a different mid-high-end kind of tonal balance, that could work for me. Yeah, for sure. I'd have to try them. I mean, the, t- for me, like I, when I was talking to Robbo about them the other day, um, I can see, you know, where both have got great value. I mean, if if I have the clothes back, that would be something I would use in the booth if you're doing a session down the line because they actually do seal really well. But if you're sort of editing and whatever and you want to get really deep into the edit, then the open backs are perfect for that kind of work. 
So. And they both have the same kind of really nice, super soft, deep air cups. Yeah. That's what really, really stands out, the ear cups on these things. Are so good. And they, they seal beautifully and they're very comfortable. I mean, you can wear them for hours. It's funny you said that. So I am, I'm a little bit of a headphone nut and I heard about these vintage headphones that I actually bought, which sounds wacky. Oh, really? Why would you buy vintage? <laughs> yes. But I have these vintage Audio Technicas and I bought them because their drivers are a totally different technology. They're what they call orthophonic or actually really known what they're called as known as, as magnaplaner. Oh, yeah. So they use a totally different driver technology. And I've always wanted to get a pair of Magnaplaner headphones. They're generally quite expensive. And I just heard interesting things. So these popped up on my eBay radar, and I grabbed them. And they do sound quite remarkably good, but they're horrendously uncomfortable. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what it is between bicycles, headphones, everything back in the older days. They just did not know how to make things comfortable. Like it no. wasn't a priority or... I don't know what it was, but I can't wear them for more than an hour. Like my ears are screaming. Like it's just yeah. too. It, so yeah, these deep, beautiful, comfortable ear pads is just everything. But it's funny with, with things like that. The AKG one four ones, which have been around for decades. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my oldest pair. I think uh, I have a pair of those. So they have a silver outer silver cup or gold. Yeah, yeah silver yeah, I have with the, the original really old ones with yeah. the silver ones. Yeah. I did have a pair of those, but someone borrowed them permanently. Um, <laughs> and uh, but the, the ones I've got left, um, I got in nineteen eighty, yeah, end of nineteen eighty, and they're still going strong, and wow. they're very comfortable. Yeah, I think it's because the the pressure on the ears is a big part of it. The Audio Technicas have a very strong steel headband. It's like a spring, right? It's like a steel spring. And they just, they're just very, very snug. Like they really create a very tight seal. And I guess that was part of how they sound. They, because they seal off so tightly. Um, but what a sacrifice and comfort. I'm curious if I was to just literally kink the headband, you know, force it out. I also had the idea of like putting a foam underneath each, you know, at, on like, so it's literally resting against my temples, you yeah. know, instead of my ears. Um, you know, to see if that would help. But uh, yeah, just comfort is crucial, you know, and they've gotten a lot better at that with these new headphones. Well, it used to be in the old days, it was either too tight and, and was really painful to wear or right. they just kept falling off. You know, exactly. You'd, you'd lean forward and the headphones would drop off. Yeah, yeah. These, so. these audio technicals are called the ATH2 for people who are saying, what are they? What are they? Yeah. Uh, ATH2, that gives you an idea how old they are. They're they of the former. They, they're vice grips yeah. uh, on your head, so... Um, well, the other thing from Austrian Audio that came in the box two, was the... Two things OC, came in the box? Two things came in the box. The OC-18. Yeah, the one pattern. The cardio. Yeah, which is what I'm using now. And I must actually admit that I'm such a dickhead because uh, I've been <laughs> going on about figure eight is really cool. You've got to go figure eight. It sounds fantastic. So I lined the 18 up with the 818, which was actually uh, is still in figure eight. Mm-hmm. And I put them together. It was like, holy crap! They sound so different. I thought these things were supposed to be matched. And then I went, oh, hang on a minute, it's in figure eight. So I flicked it off figure eight, and you can't tell the difference there because I sent the file to Robbo, and I, I think you you felt the same. You couldn't really pick it. There was, you know, there was a slight drop in um, perceived volume in one of them, but that was. About yeah, because that like was a different preamp. Tiny, yeah. yeah, and we figured that was the preamp. That's right. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. no, I sound wise, 
they were mirror image. And I take it back, don't go figure eight. It does sound really awful in comparison with just cardioid, as it turns out. <laughs> well, I have to say that... Uh, Listen to the pro audio suite for precise information. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you have a good room like Andrew does, cardioid is probably your primary choice. I mean, it's yeah. usually going to sound... When you have a less than good room, <laughs> like a, a very small, narrow, closet-sized booth, that's where the figure eight really shines. Yeah, it really, really helps. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a little I don't know artificial sounding. I guess it was almost like I was so on the mic when I was in figure yeah. eight. Yeah, it, yeah, no, it has more presence. It has more uh, proximity effect. So if you use the same exact placement, which you tend to, you would you would do that because you're yep. used to it. You're like you have a spot where you put the mic in figure eight. It would not sound as clear. It would sound more. Uh, well, almost like going to closed headphones. Yeah, like you know, yeah, exactly. more, more more like boomy or uh, low end heavy, not as clear, much clarity, right? Yeah. And then when you went to figure or cardioid, yeah, muddy. That's the word we like to use. <laughs> yes. And then we went to the cardioid, you lost that muddiness. You went back to that more natural sound. I th- so I think a lot of it is to do with the placement um, as well. Yeah, and you combine that into the, all those things, but um, it's good to hear that they're so incredibly similar. I mean, they theoretically should be, uh, for all intents and purposes, identical, but they yep. can't. I don't know if they can be because the the OC eight one eight has multiple patterns, so it has two capsules, and the eighteen has one capsule, right? Yeah, correct. Is that how it is okay. Yeah. yeah. But would you would you still recommend? Does it have a high pass filter switch on it, or is that it does? With, okay, see in, that yeah. to me is an important feature for a lot of voiceovers. So it's got that. a high pass and a pad, uh, yeah. three stage pad. So ten minus ten minus twenty. In fact, it was funny because I had a a guy come in here. He had to do a session down the line, and he's a, an ex football player and a football commentator. So you're probably getting the vibe of what sort of delivery mm-hmm. he was about to give us. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so I was talking to the engineer in Melbourne before the session and before he got here, and he said, "Look, it's going to be pretty full on." So, and I said, "Well, do you want me to put a pad on?" And he said, "Oh, have you got? Is there a pad on the mic?" I went, "Yeah, yeah, I'll put minus ten, which I did." And I was running it through the LA six ten, which is a combination I'm using right now. In fact, mm-hmm. I was riding the levels; it was <laughs> so freaking loud. So minus ten pad on the mic. I was lucky. I was actually under three, about two and a half <laughs> on the gain knob on the on the LA six ten. Wow, that was pretty, it. Was like a jet fighter plane <laughs> in the booth. It was just <laughs> Christ knows what sort of DB oh, he was hitting. Look out! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, the pad is something that most actors don't really need if they're not if they're doing spoken word, not announcer, not animation. I have found that the pad can be really useful for folks who are recording themselves in their own booth and they don't either they don't have their preamp handy or it's just annoying to adjust it because it's not marked. Like a lot of people have like a scarlet or something, focus very scarlet, and there's very little to tell you where the knob is set. It's it's really hard to see, you know? So it's hard to repeat your setting. So I've been telling folks, look, if you're doing most, set your gain so that. When the pad is off, it's perfect for spoken word, uh, narration, commercial, you know, conversational. And now when you have to punch it doing a game or or character, click on the pad. And um, then, then you have a repeatable setting. 
you know, just flick that on for the game, flick it off for everything else, and you get consistency. What about this though? If you if you had a room that wasn't particularly good, so if you 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 really want to work as close to the mic as you can uh, to be the dominant sound that's entering the microphone, I would imagine. So would you use a minus ten dB pad and then work right on the mic if your room wasn't too good? Most microphone sensitivity is you're not likely going to clip the mic itself, even in close proximity, um, unless you're really getting into it. I, I think your typical condenser mic can probably handle like 120 decibels or something like that. I don't know the spec. I'd have to look it up. But as long as you're not clipping the mic itself and you're getting crunchiness on the mic, you don't need the pad. But a lot of people have the reverse issue where they're trying to get more gain because they have a lower quality interface or a low gain preamp. You know, they have something that doesn't have a lot of gain. So for most folks, normally getting less gain isn't their issue. It's getting more gain when they need it is the issue. But So it just depends on your situation. But if you've got a really hot preamp that has a really large amount of input gain and, you know, you're having trouble getting in that sweet spot, then a, a pad... Can be can be handy. Just at the end of the day, whatever sounds the best, <laughs> whatever yeah, sounds true. good, is good. So you gotta you might want to compare ten dB more gain with a pad versus ten dB less gain without the pad. And then that thing has a two level pad. You know, it has a minus ten and a minus twenty. So probably pretty unusual. You would go to minus twenty unless you are really belting. Like if you're doing drill sergeant dying creature. You know, sounds, <laughs> yeah. maybe it wouldn't be all that wrong. I mean, 20 decibels is, is a big difference, but people get incredibly loud on those on those games. It's not like you're acting into a, a void, like a like an audiobook, and you're trying, you're, you're, it's not like you're constraining yourself to a certain dynamic range. In, in, in games that you're really, when they say sound like you're dying, they want you to sound like you're dying. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they want authenticity. <laughs> so. I'd be crying if it was me. That's <laughs> yeah, probably not so. kind of dying they want. <laughs> so so the, the difference in cost between those two mics is not like twice as much for the multi-pattern. So no. would you say the the 18 is probably what almost what most people would really ever need in a voiceover studio? Absolutely. I think if you had the, you know, if you had that, what do they sell for in the states? I think they're. Uh, I think seven, it's like six six hundred or seven hundred for the cardioid, and then thousands for the thousand or eleven hundred in the states for the. Yeah, I go the eighteen OC eighteen. Yeah, you know, for under seven hundred bucks. I mean, I think it's a bargain, really. You want the matching pair, don't you? <laughs> well, of course. I'll tell you off air. <laughs> well, if you you want to be able to do a mid-side pair. You want to be able to have the cardioid for the middle channel and the the uh, 18 for the side channel, the figure yeah. 8, and then you get that mid-side stereo miking technique. Then you can really yeah. have some fun. Oh yeah, I think I'm having fun now. So anyway, <laughs> that's the Austrian audio for you. So did they send you some stickers for your windows as well, since you've all Austrian audio <laughs> kitted out now? <laughs> They've actually sign written my car. <laughs> <laughs> but those open cans, I would definitely not recommend them for for remote, like what we're doing now, because they definitely splash back quite a bit of... Oh, you, you hear it? Slap back, yeah. They're not the worst we've heard, but we definitely hear a, 
A slap back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's enough to be distracting. I should mm-hmm. turn them down. They are quite loud. But I don't think they're the most open I've ever heard either. I don't think they're quite as open as some of the other. Like there's some Sennheisers or Bear Dynamics that are the 990s or something, and they're super open. Like, yeah. If you're in the same room, it's like the, you can hear everything. Oh, so they're like it's a speaker out, almost. Like, <laughs> it's just, just a speaker. Yeah. It's just a speaker hanging in front of you yeah. with a pad. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite recorded using Rode NTG5s and Source Connect, edited by Andrew Peters and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging with tech support from George the Tech Wizard. Help us share the show with more people and get your hands on exclusive content by contributing to our Patreon page. See patreon.com forward slash Pro Audio Suite. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say g'day, drop us a note at our website. The Pro Audio Suite. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.